Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 373. My name is Brando, and I am so excited to have another fan review today. This has been one of the perks of doing this Appetite for Distortion podcast, not just getting to interview people like Blackie Lawless, our last episode with Wasp, just very awesome rock stars, but to get to meet you, which is me, basically, the Guns N' Roses fan. I just happen to have a podcast. Although, Nicholas, you have a really nice microphone, too. You look like a podcaster. Uh, you're not You're not a podcaster, though. You like, I didn't ask you that off the air. Like, can you tell us what your secret life is other than being a Guns N' Roses fan? Uh, hi, Brando. Thanks Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I, I used to do some uh, own music and uh, like a little home studio. So I use the Saudi Technica AT2020. Uh, and also I have to to bring my best microphone to this to this podcast. Yeah, that's cool. I, I just never know what to I say I can do radio with anybody, which mm-hmm. is true. I just never know what to expect from the other side when people agree to do the fan review. Like, People ask, oh, what do I need? What sort of equipment? You don't need anything. You, <laughs> okay. you, you can use your phone. Uh, people had people do fan reviews in their car. Uh, but obviously, it, oh, yeah. it looks better. It sounds better if you're in the room. But I'm just mainly there for the stories and the people. So I just want to get that out there because a lot of people ask that. So uh, Nicholas, a few months ago, reached out because I had put out the whole – when Guns N' Roses are, are announcing all these shows, South America, Latin America – all these uh, just European countries that I, I guess I may never get to go to. It's also the same thing here in the States uh, when you're doing these fan reviews, but especially yeah. uh, international. If you want to do a review, come on the podcast. And Nicholas, one of these people that follows my podcast at the AFD podcast, inboxed me and I said, hey, remind me a week before the show because I'm, I'm going to forget. Yeah. And I did forget. So sorry, Nicholas. <laughs> no, no worries. It's okay. And then, uh, then I was excited to talk about uh, Bogota, Colombia. So there's a few things, I guess, because you were at both shows. Because uh, the last couple episodes, I think as we're recording this, uh, the day where uh, Guns N' Roses are in Mexico. And right now, yeah. Yeah, as we're recording. I try to, even though it's a podcast, it can be listened to anytime. I try to record in real time to make you sound like you're here with us, you know. Yeah. So a few weeks ago, as we're recording this, uh, we did have fans from Brazil and Argentina on, so got their perspective and learned how passionate their fans on are. So I'm, I'm really excited to, talk, to learn about uh, the Colombian fans and also to dispel some of the maybe stereotypes that are out there about because as an American fan, especially what happened or as we know what happened, as reported by the news over the years in, in Colombia, uh, Bogota 1992 right. and with Guns N' Roses, that well, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Uh, but yeah. if, I just want to know a little bit about you, though. If you can tell us, are you from the area? Like, where? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been a How long have you been a Guns N' Roses fan? If I can ask that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I will be a kind of young Guns N' Roses fan. I'm I'm from here, from Bogota, Colombia, and I've been a Guns N' Roses fans. Uh, I mean, since 19 years old. Um, when I started to discovering uh, Guns N' Roses videos on YouTube and, and, and that stuff. Also, um, I used to be into Guns N' Roses because of uh, a legendary video game called Guitar Hero. Um, say, so, that, uh, say, say that again, by the way. You say that so much. Say very suave. Say Guitar Hero again. Guitar Hero. No, no. Say it the way you said it. It was so suave, like Antonio Banderas, like Guitar Hero. You said it was so awesome. I don't know. Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero. I don't oh, know. no. I see, now I'm going to make you... Uh, you said it so naturally. See, I ruined it. Because I wanted to point out... Well, I was talking about this with Nicholas. To, sorry to cut you off, but just to make okay. sure I'm pronouncing things right. So if I 
accidentally say because my New York brain says Bogota for the stupid uh, casino. Okay. It's not. It's, it's it's a mistake. So I always have to think Bogota. Uh, oh but, yeah. So this well, it, 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 it's different, right? Because um, because in English uh, you can say Bogota, but in Spanish it's Bogota. Okay. Uh, so it was, the pronunciation is different. Uh, but it's, it's kind of the same. So as I told you, I just um, started to Guns N' Roses uh, also with a video game with Guitar Hero 3, uh, which which was a polemic uh, video game for Guns N' Roses and, and all the stuff that Axel do with the, with the uh, demands and stuff with, with the video game. So I just basically was too young uh, when I started to, to get into Guns N' Roses. And as many fans, we love Guns N' Roses with the with the songs, with the passionate about the, the records. But I was just main into uh, music when I start to grow up and start to appreciate Guns N' Roses in a very different way. So I start to get into the records, the lyrics, uh, the process, the creative process uh, and the band's history. Also, even uh, when, when Chinese democracy came out, um, many of my friends says, it's not Guns N' Roses. I mean, it's 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 the cliche debate about uh, the the Chinese democracy here in Colombia was basically the same, because rock and roll fans uh, here in Bogota, Colombia, are just leaving us a nostalgia memory, so they prefer to um, uh, recall or remember Guns N' Roses as at the Youth Revolution era, and not as the Chinese democracy. They think that. It's maybe an Axel Rose solo project, but uh, for me, it was, it was not. I just fell in love with Guns N' Roses and every project, also Slash and, and Duff's project. Uh, so yeah, I was into Guns N' Roses many, many, many years ago, uh, but I was, I am too young, I'm 24, 25 years old. So I, I was not in the 92 epic show here sure. in Bogota. Uh, next show, Guns N' Roses, uh, that, that they were here for, were in the Chinese Democracy World Tour in, in 20, I think it was 2010 here in Bogota, Colombia okay. with the Chinese Democracy uh, World Tour. And then uh, was the obvious uh, Not In This Lifetime Tour uh, 2016. And you were able to go but, to the 2010? Was that your first time seeing them? No, I, I was I was still little, and my parents were no, you're not going to. Yeah, not good at my math. Very, yeah, how? Uh, no, yeah, it, it was it was very funny because um, later in the show I will I will uh, tell you the story. But '92 show was was a very epic show with um, many disasters and uh, people in, in in a riot near to the stadium. Wow. It was a was a really hell of a show and. Uh, my parents remember Guns N' Roses uh, as that in that time. So in 2010, I was I was not I was very young. Uh, well, I have to listen them to the radio and friends that go to mm -hmm. that show. And my first opportunity was in the Not in This Lifetime Tour, okay. 2016. But that show was not um, here in Bogota. <laughs> that was a coincidence. We 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 were waiting for the announcement uh, on the radio. There is a radio here in Colombia called Radioactiva or Radioactiva in Spanish, uh, which is the barely the only rock station, uh, rock radio station here in Colombia. Uh, so we, as a Guns N' Roses fans, we noticed uh, when Guns reunite in Coachella and the Troubadour in, in LA, and we were waiting that announcement. Uh, and when they announced the rock concert, uh, it was in another city, but here in Colombia, called Medellin, uh, which is like 10 hours driving, more or less, from Bogota, and a 45-minute flight from Bogota. Okay. So uh, um, I have to buy uh, airplane tickets, hotel, uh uh, leave the university for a couple of days because I was an exams and and kind of that, but many of the fans, uh, rock fans here in Bogota, have to do the same. So it was a very good um, show, but was not here in Bogota, unfortunately. Still, that's uh, traveling and to do that kind of a commitment that young and to so maybe before we even get into the review of the two shows we went into, 
yeah, that's really interesting to hear your you know your parents' mindset because you know what? Yeah, I'm a little older than you, but I'm I'm also young and respective and respecting Guns N' Roses. In 1992, I said I was listening to the Muppet Babies. I you know I was watching. I still okay. watch the Ninja Turtles and, and Ghostbusters when I can, but that's when they were yep. new, you know, at the time. Yeah. Uh, so I only know of what's been again put out there about 1992 about the the two shows that were scheduled and one was canceled and made to be one um and that that it would rain during November rain and th- there was issues with the promoter and the band leaving and money and there were riots so what did you grow up like <laughs> i don't know is it kind of like <laughs> growing up as a Colombian uh, you know uh, boy did you grow up as the story did your dad tell you about the uh, and back in my day, Guns N' Roses in 1992, did he tell you the story by the fire growing up? Or, I mean, what did you know of Guns N' Roses? Because that's got to be, I can't think of anything comparable. Because maybe growing up here in America or anywhere, I mean, Montreal, but that wasn't, again, that's Canada. What was the yeah. big, I'm trying to think of a big famous ride that you guys always hear about. Uh, Altamont with the Stones, but that's before my time. Uh, but yeah. just to have that really associated <laughs> with that city, with that country, um, and the band, with that band, it's, uh, I don't know, you, you tell me. Yeah, well, there's a lot of perspectives about that show. I just, as I told you, I just grew up with uh, Wikipedia and stuff like that. And I just grew up uh, just uh, watching the videos that are in YouTube about that show, my parents and the neighbors that... Uh, were uh, adults in that time and also asking to the the promoters that uh lives here actually in bogota colombia and uh yeah for example uh one of the promotions to this uh, we're fucking back to i don't know if we i, I can say rude words rude words in in the podcast i'm sorry about that no you can't but um uh, yeah um in this tour uh one of the the promotions uh uh where that uh guns and roses We'll play in Bogota after 30 years and they start to doing interviews with the promoters and with the people that bring Guns N' Roses here in Bogota in 92. So young fans uh, start to, with the curiosity of knowing what happened this show, we start to Google it and Wikipedia and radio interviews. So yeah, there's a lot of perspective in that show and maybe uh, my parents were not uh, Guns N' Roses fans. So they watched the news that night in Bogota, that November night in here in Bogota with all the riot uh, because of the fans that could not enter uh, to the first show because the second show was canceled. It was a, it was a mess about the, the, the logistic and the, and the scenario and, and the roof of the, of the show was broken last right. night so it was it was a very very epic i mean slash and axel um talk about it in the show because they remember that night here in in, in bogota colombia so you can hear a perspective about uh guns and roses fans in 92 because um for us as a part of a sur america um country it was very difficult that in the 90s uh rock band came here and play in our country. You know, 90s was very common that rock bands played in America, in, for example, Canada, Europe, but they didn't want to come here to South America. For example, Metallica used to, uh, came here to, to, to Colombia in the end of the 90s, 98, 99, I think was the first presentation uh, of Metallica, Iron Maiden. So I think, uh, it was a very good show because uh, Guns N' Roses came uh, to to Colombia in in a very high point of of its career. I mean, in the usual to in the usual tour and era was very good. So you can hear the people that were that first night in the stadium. That was a that was a, a very impressive thing. I mean, it was a unique show. Um, but the people that have tickets for the second show. But they are still mad, I think, because they could not see Guns N' Roses, and that's and that's because the riot star near the stadium. So the 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 neighbor uh, located was in the stadium, 
was with uh, it was a really mess. So the police cannot control the riot, cannot control the people, because they want to go in the first show. So the second show was canceled, and the people that have tickets, they say, "Oh, fuck that! I'm gonna get inside the stadium for the for the first show." Um, they could not, so they start to destroy in all the neighborhood. Uh, police cannot control that, so it was not very common uh, that you see that kind of stuff in the news in Colombia. So that's why it made it epic. And if you can search the set list of that night, I think Guns N' Roses played like around eight or 10 songs uh, because of the rain, because of the sound. And um, it, was a, it was a really mess about that. So yeah, you can find two perspectives about one of the parents that uh, see that on the news and said, that was wrong, you, you don't have to do that. And the young people at that time that go to the show or near the show and have a, I think the time of their life. Yeah, and, and meanwhile, uh, I believe that there was a coup in the nearby in nearby Venezuela in the government. So it was just a very tumultuous, uh, you know, insane time with an insane band on, on an insane tour. It, it really was. So what? Did you have any trepidation or were you told by your parents all these years later not to go in 2016? Like, do you have visions that it's the same band or in the, they, they yeah. know it was, you know, 30 years later? Yeah, my mom was so worried. Really? Because you, nice. you, you are going to go to see Guns N' Roses, but Guns N' Roses that did not split up in 95, 96. Yeah, they come back. And she said like, oh, really? Who's coming back? And I said, Slash. Yeah, and Duff. And she said, you have to go, but be careful, please. So, because it was a it was a massive uh, news sure. here in in Colombia, but was a little bit disappointed because fans were expecting to build uh, to 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 expect that Guns N' Roses play here in Bogota as a payback for the '92 show because they didn't finish the show and it was like a mess. So people were expecting that, and when they told the news, maybe it's kind of expensive for. Uh, you know, to travel from uh, also the 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 show was was like Wednesday or Thursday, so people have to work and maybe wow. travel to another city was it was was a very bit complicated. It was not a sold out show, for example, as I told you as a fact. Twenty sixteen show in Medellin, Colombia, was not a sold out show, but the shows last week, this week, sorry, uh, was sold out huh. in a couple of minutes. So uh, uh, it was it was a different yeah it was a different situation because you will expect to be a sold out show in the not in this lifetime tour because you know they they have they passed a lot of years since we haven't seen Slash and Axel and Duff and people have the the, the band in, in in the memories and that also avoiding the uh, 2010 show as I mentioned you the Chinese Democracy show here in Bogota. Because uh, was it was like a, a very normal show. Many people, as I told you, don't like the 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 group alienation at that time. So they they came here. So we we I will not mention you that show because for me it will be a very very cool experience to see that that alienation and at the time because they play a, a lot of Chinese democracy songs I I like. But the by the 2016 show was will be the great opportunities. To young fans to see Guns N' Roses for the first time. So, uh, after that, answering your question, yeah, my mom was very worried. My dad was very worried. Um, I used to at that time. I I studied in in a university here in Bogota. So I just have to say the teacher, fuck off, man. I I need to go to see Guns N' Roses, <laughs> and catching a plane in the morning and all the hotels near the stadium was I mean sold out. It was it was crazy, you know. But you can see like I don't know like. Three or four generations, like grandpa, dad, son, and grandson, all of them going to see Guns N' Roses. Even if they only know Switch Hollow Mine, it's it's okay. Yeah. We will talk about that later. But it it was great. It was a different show, uh, for example. But it was uh, I I think it was experience for my life. I got a tattoo of that. Okay. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm noticing. Uh, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel. Uh, Nicholas uh, Marin, am I getting that last name right? Say it in your native, you know, tongue. Say how to say how to say your name uh, properly. No. 
in Spanish is called Nicolas Marin. Oh, Nicolas Marin. That's close enough. I don't know yeah. why I'm adding, making yeah, it sound Italian. I don't, I don't know why. I'm trying out for the Mario sequel, I guess. Th- that's good for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, that's, that's, that's very cool. Did you know of any, uh, do you have any friends or family, like uncles that went in 1992? Like, how did you become a, such a young fan? I've talked about in, in the early episodes how I got into it through classic rock radio and through friends, but uh, did you know anybody that went in, in 1992? Oh, if I have any friends that have yeah, uh, friend, went to United you know, friends, uncles, you know, did you have a teacher? Yeah, many, 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 many. I have a sister that it's like, like it's seven years older than me. Oh, so she had friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had friends that went to United to show uh, many uh, teachers, as you, as you mentioned, that have that had the first show ticket. So they could get inside. So as a coincidence, I'm going to tell you a fact. I, I went um, uh, this, this this two past shows here in Bogota. And then my friend's mom went to the 92 show here in Bogota. And 30 years later, uh, she saw the band again. And she started crying. Aww. And she started, uh, it, was, it was a very cool sensation. And I mean, in the stadium, you can see older people that may be in the 92 shows. And for them, uh, seeing Axel one more time was like a payback, as I said to you. And uh, yeah, you, you get also you can find many, many 92 fans, 92 people that go to the concert in the in the queue line before you get inside the, the stadium on, on Tuesday and Wednesday. OK. And see, that's why I ask, because it's interesting to talk to fans who or from Montreal, from St. Louis, from Vancouver, all these Philadelphia, yeah. all these places that kind of get a redemption show with this Guns N' Roses, let's call it Victory Tour, because yeah. it's just there, because you were right, in 2016, it, it is interesting that they did not sell out in that location, but you're right, logistics, t- day of the week, problems that affect anybody in the world, no matter where you are, human problems. You know, it sucks to go to a concert uh, during the middle of the which I'm going next Wednesday to see uh, the Smashing Pumpkins and Jane's, Jane's Addiction at Madison Square yeah, Garden. Cool. Uh, quick side note, just bummer that uh, Dave Navarro is not going to be with them because he's has had COVID for like a year. Apparently. Yeah. So I get well, <laughs> get well, Dave Navarro. It's weird that like I, my interview last November, uh, excuse me, December with him. It was like yeah. one of his last one. I don't want to say last one. It's like he's dead, but just, just, <laughs> yeah. just strange. But all these kind of redemption shows, uh, it's really cool to get the perspective. And I, every fan that comes on, I, I always like to see and hear about the the genre, the the eras of fans that are there, the little kids, the 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 young ones. I don't I don't know what to call you, Nicholas, twenty four. I want to say where I keep. I want to say my of the same age, the peer. But no, I'm an old man. I'm a year <laughs> away from forty. This sucks, man. So uh, and there are people older than me that listen that are laughing at me. But the whole point is, you're right. If everybody knows Sweet Child on the Mind, everybody is meeting there. So let's get to these shows, these back-to-back shows. Uh, and they hadn't, on this current leg, I don't think they've done back-to-back in any cities, uh, right? And on the Is this the first time? I, I mean, I could be mistaken. I wish I had a producer. But it's, it's just back-to-back. back 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 to back, you mean the two uh, show in a row, yeah? Yeah, yes. Well, I mean, um, well, it, it, as a as a Colombian um, show uh, man, I mean, we we it's it's nearly impossible to see a rock band doing two shows in a row here, for example, in our country. Maybe in Argentina, it's more common that you can see, or in Brazil, it's more common that you can see bands that play many straight nights. But uh, in the case of Guns N' Roses, in the South American uh, tour leg, only was Bogota the half that, that, and it was a very complicated situation because I don't know if you if you know that Bogota it's located at a at a very high altitude, okay. it's like 8,400 8, feet over the sea, so it's it's a very high 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 city, so many of the fans was worried about Axel's voice oh. and and stamina because. You know, three hours show, two nights in a row could, could nearly destroyed him. It, it was a very uh, 
tricky situation with the media huh. that they start asking, will Axel Rose will last three hours in a show here in Bogota? Because it's it's a very you know high city, uh, also tourists uh, from America uh, suffer with altitude sickness when they come here with with, oh. the, with your head, with your lungs. You can barely breathe here in Bogota uh, if, wow. if you're a, if you're a tourist. Uh, when when you came here, also in in Bolivia, for example, Quito, in Ecuador, are very high cities, and the and the altitude, um, for example, if you're a singer, will kill you. Um, in in 2016, for example, Rolling Stones came here, mm-hmm. and the same question was made by the media: Will Mick Jagger will last two hours, two hours and a half doing a show, running all through the stage uh, without getting a mask with oxygen? Um, so yeah, the stunts will will do. Uh, yeah, they they do a a great show, but you know, Axel's and Guns N' Roses shows is very different. He runs everywhere, uh, also with 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 high nose and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Guns N' Roses do the three hour show, the two nights in a row, in the perfect condition, and it was nearly a miracle because, for example, in nights here in Bogota. Uh, also, it's very cold, uh, so it, it would be very, very difficult to Axel to to sing the the high the high notes on, of any songs. So I think Axel uh, do have a very good preparation for that show. It was not easy for for him and for the band. Yeah, that's fascinating. I wouldn't have thought about that. See, that's what I I want to hear. Any yeah. any future fan review? That's what I want to hear. I want to hear about the landscape. I want to hear about oh, the yeah. altitude. I want to hear about that's because you're right. It depends. I'm just thinking in, in terms of my own brain to wrap my head around it. If yeah. I like when I went to Arizona just to meet Alan Niven yeah. and just driving, I get car sickness so easily. I get sick so easily. I, I take Dramamine right. whenever I fly now. It, I'm so, I have a stereotypical, uh, you know, Yiddish stomach. It's just, it's, I'm, I'm very sensitive. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't do there, you know, or I would have to take Dramamine or some, some medication. But, yeah, you, you hear that Axel, he's always had a prep time, even in the 90s when he's late, that he's always had a, a prep time. For those who know him, I'm not talking like the VH1 classic, the the Reels documentaries. <laughs> if you listen to Doug Goldstein's interviews, if you listen to people who've worked with him, that he takes his craft very seriously. And I ha- I'd have to imagine he's this much of a pro at 60 years old to be aware of, of that. But that's not something I would think of. So that's, that is really, uh, that's fascinating to learn about. So, uh, did you go with anyone to the, is it, does anyone share your passion uh, for Guns N' Roses? Cause I, a lot of people I talk to just goes to show, uh, go to a show alone. Did you do that? Uh, yeah, there's a history about that. I, I just have friends that like rock music, but in my generation, there's, there's a few people that like rock and roll. So it's very hard to find someone my age, um, to, to, to ask them to go to see Guns N' Roses. But, um, yeah, the, the first show I, I go with a, with a friend that was the, <clears throat> the best player on a, on a band that I have on, on school. Okay. So we will we, we we share the the rock music, and the second show I just I just bought the ticket like a week or two weeks so before the show, um, because I want to hear if if there's any extra song, uh, hoping that they will play something like So Fine for example, or 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 any uh, um, mystic song that they haven't played. So I just bought the ticket because I, I was expecting, like, for example, any changes in the set list. Okay. Uh, because, because I'm a huge fan, and you know, and I'm the one that that see the set list from the other uh, shows here in South America, for example. And uh, yeah, the, the first show was was very good. Uh, as I told you, I, 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 I was going out. I go with a with a friend. And we have this uh, this seats uh, section near the 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 scenario near the show, but the second show I was in the general admission. That uh, difference, for example, I was in 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 June in in Miami because I was seeing the the stadium tour that uh, played Madly Crew, Def Leppard, Poison, okay. and John Jet, and I have the opportunity to go there and and see the show. 
um, and the general mission in, in that kind of sh and of shows it, you can see the seats near near the the scenario it, here in South America as you can see the videos it's people in the front and and that's it so I just uh, was there in the in general admission seeing them uh, just to caption uh, how about the sound differ how about the visuals differ from from a seat section for example and obviously expecting to hear um, any songs that they haven't played in the South American leg. But that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, right. And that's what's cool. But I've we've I've talked about the set list at ad nauseum, especially ever since they added just absurd. I don't want to hear about the set list. That was enough of a change. I mean, hard school, but they're adding shadow of your love. There's a lot of stuff that they've done. Uh, I know there is. I mean, I, I don't know if this is what you're alluding to. If they want to play something magical, I forgot the word that you, uh, you mystical, did. mystical, mystical. That yeah. th it was shot by Megan on her Instagram, I believe. It was sla slash noodling, or he was doing the chords for "Don't Damn Me," which has never been played played live. Sure, sure, but what's that? The, the sound check. I, I believe so. Yeah, it was the sound check there. I, I believe it was the soundtrack there. It was definitely oh yeah, yeah. Megan was uh, live on Instagram, but it was it was like like a sneak peek. Uh, but yeah, hoping that they will play any kind of something. Do you think they they will maybe play the songs in the future? <laughs> I wouldn't put would it past you? them. I wouldn't put it past them because they do pull out things like Coma and Locomotive and Dead Horse. I I don't think that anything is beneath what they're capable of honestly i'm not trying to be mr positive i'm not i don't want to be negative <laughs> either because i certainly have my bones to pick with a lack of information and just you know having no no real interviews since the reunion it's just so there are things to, there are things to get frustrated with but there are enough changes to keep you guessing guest appearances you just don't know all these shows these guns and roses shows are events that's how I look at them. Yeah. They're, they're more than just a concert. They're events. So the part of the event is the location, not just uh, Bogota, but the, the venue. Can you describe the venue? Is it normally a, a football stadium, a, a soccer stadium? <laughs> Where yeah, they... yeah. Uh, the, the stadium they play the tonight, it's a, it's a soccer stadium. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you know, but here in Colombia, as in Argentina or in Brazil, uh, soccer is like a religion. Sure. So many people uh, like to watch soccer, um, and most people don't like them to do rock concerts, for example, in the stadiums, because of the damage that could leak the scenario here in the in the stadium. For example, it's a very polemic uh, discussion right here. For example, in Colombia, maybe it's. I think they perfected it enough. I mean, I don't know enough about the ins and outs of building these things these uh you know contraptions but here in america i mean they do it in halftime at the super bowl uh yeah, they've been playing right. it at, at baseball stadiums for a while football stadiums i've seen guns roses play at a football stadium where the jets and giants play uh, from the nfl I, I was really hoping to see them play at yankee stadium or city field baseball but just but not yet i think it's a, a unique perspective to see them in but yeah, just because it, it holds, because you said it was sold out. So how many does it hold? Because these soccer stadiums are massive, because you're right, it is a religion. So how many people were, were, were there, would you say? We're in the show, I mean, uh, maybe 50K per night. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, a bunch of people. But uh, truly, here in, in Bogota, we, we don't have many big venues to to receive rock and roll band they uh like they have to play uh on the on the soccer stadium here in bogota for example uh weeks after that concert called play uh, just play like two or three nights in that stadium okay so uh I, I mean south america and the countries and south america don't have the opportunity to decide in which venue for example guns and roses is going uh -huh. to play because right uh, you know uh we have they, they have to do it on, on stadiums or in very big venues for example I, I mean in argentina was also in a stadium lima in peru was also in a stadium and uruguay montevideo was a stadium so we don't have uh many choices on the carpet that we can say like for example yeah uh lead them to to a theater or something like that 
uh, they prefer to send them to a stadium. That's a that was a point that was brought up when I mentioned just the the passion of of Latin American fans, South American fans, European fans, and it's something that maybe I, we've taken for granted here. I don't want to I don't want to speak of all of America, but maybe I shouldn't. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but especially here in New York, I could see anybody along Long Island, New York. I, I could travel uh, to, to Boston is, is, or I can travel to big cities, Philadelphia, all these big cities around me where people, where bands come to play. And so, yeah, maybe I am a little, I don't want to say jaded, but I, but I think now I've learned, especially seeing Guns N' Roses since the reunion uh, of Slash and Dove, or I should say Slash and, and Axel, because it can, it, can, it can always end. So I want to see it every chance I could possibly get. But of yeah. those bands that, or those artists that are just, you'll never get another opportunity because they either broke up or they passed away. You know, yeah. I, I'll always for, uh, regret never seeing Chris Cornell or uh, Tom Petty. So it's not even, yeah. so I even though they're always around, I, I can't have that mindset because I took advantage. Because like, yeah, they'll tour next year. They'll tour next year. That's Well, that's not always going to be the, I know it's not always going to be that extreme. But yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if bands don't always come to your country. Um, yeah, so maybe I don't. Sorry to be picky. I don't want to see them here. I want to see them there. Shut up, Brandon. You're lucky you got to see them at all, right? Uh, so, what were you looking forward to most? Uh, I guess for the first night. What, what was? Or just tell us some of the highlights. I guess of the of the first night when you went. Yeah. Okay. First of all, telling you that yeah, you're very lucky to see many bands in a year and 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 have the the disposition to to see the bands in in every um city next to you because in south america uh, for example uh as i mentioned you i have to buy tickets and hotel and that stuff to see motley crew and the flippers to the, the stadium tour because they never gonna be here in south america yeah. well they, they 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 try to think and the promoters here try to Pay the show to 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 see Motley Crue and, and stuff like like here, but it's very difficult situation. And when that happens, you see a sold out in thirty minutes, like Guns N' Roses. Uh, so you have to be on the night train to to have the pre-sale tickets and and that stuff. Okay. So yeah, um, the highlights of the the first night was uh, I I have zero expectation to be honest about the set list because. They um, start to play in kind of the same set list in 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 South America, but uh, for me as a Guns N' Roses fan and seeing Guns N' Roses, they were like three songs that sounds like magic. It was very cool to hear about. Uh, first one is Wichita Lineman. I know that it's not a Guns N' Roses song, but when you hear it live here in in with the South American crowd and with the night, it sounds. Perfect. It's so cool. I mean, it's it's uh it's uh, it's very cool that Axel or I don't know who in the band choose that said we have to play Wichita Lineman. I think um, probably him because I think he was a Glenn Campbell yeah. fan. Oh yeah, I think um, so. And maybe, I've, I've become a fan of that. I really hope they release it in some form, live or or recorded version of it. I just I just I just start wondering that because I have to. To listen to YouTube with the video to hear it over and over again, but for for my surprise, it, it was a very cool thing. The second highlight, um, I, I mean, regarding to the set list, was the Blackberry intro okay. of of Patience, because I know you you should probably know that when they were in Europe and with with the Axel's voice problems and and kind of stuff. They start to do, and I think was in in the European leg, that that intro with with Blackbird of Patience. Uh, so yeah, was was very cool to to hear that live because yeah, you have the opportunity to see the videos and stuff like that on YouTube, but with with loud amplifiers in the stadium and many fans waiting for them, it was it was kind of magical, and obviously you know hearing absurd and high school live always. It's it's very good. Uh, I didn't have the opportunity to hear them in in 2016 because they weren't released songs. Right. Uh, but I, I have to confess that I I just hear the demos that was leaked in that time. I know if you if you are 
if you know the the, the demo leaks that sure uh, maybe yeah that kind of stuff i i hear that song and for me as a fan i'm sorry actually if you hear that i'm really sorry but i love the, your your work so much and when i hear for example hard school um out i said like this life will be a would be very great to hear in Slash and Duff playing this song. Uh, but also, you know, the, the, the debate, as, as you mentioned, about how is the the crowd here in Colombia, for example? Uh, was it a great concert? Was it a great ambient? Was it a great um, energy from the people? And the answer is no. No. <laughs> it's, it, it, I, I, I really want to bring that perspective here to the podcast uh, because I heard um, the episode with the fan review of Brazil and Argentina, telling telling you that that the that the crowd and and that in for example Argentina show as you can see for example videos from Buenos Aires, uh, the crowd jumping in Welcome to the Jungle. Um, here in Colombia, if 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 anyone in Colombia hear me, I'm sorry, but I'm telling you the truth. It's it's like a dead crowd here in Colombia because huh. it's 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 similar to. To the to the US shows where you see people with the beers and uh, you see them playing like coma and if you are a good fan you're like oh my god they are playing coma and you can see people with the beer and talking in the middle of the song and maybe uh, don't have the same energy uh, and people from outside think that South America all South America have the same energy and have the same passionate fans the reality here in Colombia was very different. I was hoping that. I was hoping that you can see real Guns N' Roses fans that even if they don't know all these songs, uh, they'll try to enjoy the show and they'll try to jump and, and stuff like that. But the reality here in, in both shows was like, uh, it's like the same energy that in other countries. Uh, it seems, it, it is cruel, but it seems to me like they um, open like a potato package and find the ticket inside like they they find the ticket as a lottery you know like as a prize for example <laughs> not that they will buy with the money and with effort because you know that um economic situation here in south america is it's very difficult that the very different than the u.s so uh for example here as a south american fans it's very uh, difficult or complicated for you to buy a, a good ticket for Guns N' Roses, you have to save money or you have to invest uh, to, to get in the ticket. So it's not easy, like the song. It's not easy to for you to 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 earn the tickets. You have to work so much for a ticket. And yeah, you, you can see fans, for example, uh, not having a, a good energy. So um, yeah, uh, I want to bring that because um, I, I mean, there's a lot of people that think that perspective from South American fans, and it's not um, it's not for all the countries. I mean, also even for Brazil, sorry for Brazilian fans, but I think only Argentinian fans are so much passionate, not only with Guns N' Roses, but they are just like a unique country with that kind of stuff. Okay, okay. See, this is also the perspective I want, and I, I hear you because I'm thinking, yeah, it could be all Latin American countries. It's just all here, here in boring, uh, like, again, we're jaded in New York or wherever American crowds, wherever I've been at least, are not rambunctious or, or crazy. But, but yeah, I mean, I guess, and I know you and I are kind of painting somewhat with a broad brush. There are fans that are like you, like me, that go there, know every single word and singing along. But, yeah, to see some of those videos, like you said, in, in Buenos Aires of them singing Welcome to the Jungle and just moving as one you know, is just like, yeah. whoa, you know, I had something else to behold. So I don't think, uh, but did that take away from your enjoyment? Uh, but did you still enjoy yourself, these these two shows? Yeah, I mean, uh, I just start, they start with it so easy, as, as, as you know, and it was a very, for example, very good song to start a show, as, as, as they always do. But, you know, culture people here and and it's culture that they have to record the whole concert and not enjoying for example you can see that kind of people and you're like oh my god you you paid a, a very expensive ticket to just record a concert or you just paid an expensive ticket to enjoy the show sure. and, yeah. and to see them because it's it's a one in a lifetime opportunity to see for example guns and roses 
uh, you know, maybe they split up in the future and you can never see it again or, or stuff like that, as you mentioned. But uh, yeah, it tears me apart because I, I see young fans also recording the shows uh, with, with no motivation or, or with no glad uh, or with a big expectation to see Guns N' Roses. I act like a, a little kid, you know, I started screaming, I lost my voice, I know every song and I try to, you know, just not to bother me, that kind of situation. I try to try to enjoy the show. Yeah. Yeah. To, to live in the moment. And I think at yeah. the beginning of, of phones and social media, you know, it was kind of fun to show for me to share pictures or video. And, and now I, I really only do it for, for this podcast. Because I try to live in the moment too. Because I look around and it's just like this person's in front of you. You're you're gonna. Yeah. Are you really even gonna watch this later on your phone? Like it never happens. <laughs> like you're you're not. I'm. And again, I, at the beginning of social media, Facebook, it was fun. It was like, oh, this yeah. is all new technology. Uh, and and now when I travel, I love. And when I go to see Guns N' Roses shows, it's almost like I'm taking the podcast with me. I'm taking listeners with me. And it's been really great for me to do that. But yeah. even when I do, I, I I make sure to be like only a few songs. Because, I, A, I don't, I don't want to be that guy either. I don't want to be that person. It's just because I also think about well, how does the artist feel on the, uh, the opposite that's end. Right. But yeah, there, yeah, are that's though, right. there are plenty of those that encourage it of the younger gener of the younger artists, especially... Because I guess nobody carries lighters on them anymore. You, you can't. Uh, this isn't the, the days of, of Fonzie, I, I guess. Because that's it. I don't know why I use that as an example. I'm just thinking like people who have cigarettes yeah. always on them and things like that. But yeah. so if, if it's a, an emotional song, put your cell phones up. You know, you got to put yeah. your cell phone up. And I just, I kind of cringe every time that happens. I rather, yeah, that's I, right. Yeah, I'd rather just sit in darkness than put my phone up sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. So, and it's cool because I also share kind of the same with you that my, some of my highlights are Wichita Lyman. And uh, I don't think I've seen them do Blackbird live before, but I do like the acoustic vibe uh, of what, yeah. they're, they, that what they bring to the show. Uh, that I would like to see them do more of. What I, another. Uh, another version of Guns N' Roses that you and I did not see when they would do the, the Skin and Bones era, like the 93, that, 90, 92 that's uh, era. Right. So I, I would love to see something scaled down a bit. And that goes back to, I think, uh, earlier you asked this about uh, Don't Damn Me, if you could see you know, that, yeah. that, that was being played. I listened to that song again after that leak. And like a lot of the acoustic tracks, like Wichita Lineman, I think Axel, like that's in his wheelhouse now. I think he could yeah. do that song. And for the, to do it for the first time ever in, in 2022 would be amazing. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I'm, as, as you said, I, I think it would be very great, first of all, for Axel's voice. Because, you know, the, the, the debate and the polemic about his voice and... Uh, People arguing about he starts singing in any other way. For example, one thing I see on YouTube videos about I think was London show they that they have to use his low voice on, for example, Night Train or Strange. It sounds amazing. I mean, that kind of stuff uh, have. I think Axel have an advantage with that, and he proved that with Wichita Alignment, for example. As you mentioned, uh, I, it would be great to see them in, a, in an acoustic way, for example, uh, or, or with the piano. I mean, without leaks, for example, with perhaps, I hope maybe in the, in the in, yeah, future he released that song. But I love Axel's when he started playing piano, for example, not effing his voice so much, for example, but uh, if, if they start to tour in a lot, he, they probably start to, to do in an acoustic part. It will be very great. But as I mentioned to you, if people start to get bored and doing nothing, seeing them uh, playing, for example, You Could Be Mine or Night Train, what about seeing them with only acoustic? <laughs> they start to, yeah, it will, it will be a very disappointing thing. Also, as you mentioned, for the artist, to, to see people only with the cameras and talking during a song when they try to do not only playing, that only bring you an experience. 
I would think, because uh, what are my crazy ideas? What are my crazy ideas? Like, I have so many. But if they do an acoustic tour, I would think that they it would be on a smaller scale, and that way yeah. you could jack up the prices. So uh, you're only going to get real good fans that are going to pay those prices. I don't know. That's just a thought. Just a thought. Yeah. Because I want to relive these experiences that I did not have. I want to say relive because I didn't live them the first time, but I kind of... I want to have as close to an experience as these legendary grown, uh, Guns N' Roses shows as we've grown up hearing about. You know, yep. maybe it's good that we didn't experience 1992. You and because uh, you may have gotten hurt. You know, maybe it's good yeah. that uh, I didn't. I, I just missed the Guns N' Roses riot in, in uh, 2002 because they played yeah. New York and they canceled the next day in Philly and there was a riot. So I, I yeah. have the, you know, not that close to with danger, but still, you. With all these, but they're now they're in a good place. So, but you still want you want to be able to go and have fun and enjoy yourself. So, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm just I'm in a place with Guns N' Roses where I'm just having like fun with ideas and not really thinking about. So when people ask me about new music, I'm like, sure, it can happen. So yeah, don't damn me. Yeah, it can happen. Why not? Why not? It can it can happen. Uh, Are you a merch guy? Did you get any any merch or lithographs or shirts? Uh. Well, one of uh, it was very expensive here in Bogota. It was very, very expensive. But you, I don't know if you you see the lithograph for both shows. That was like one poster, um, but it was very expensive. I didn't I didn't buy any merch or okay. or kind of stuff because it was it was very expensive, and it was not not very good. That that's one of the points I I, I like to mention that uh, I think uh, that Guns N' Roses don't bring the same merch for every South American country. Because <laughs> here in Colombia was a very low quality shirts, huh. uh, for example, and they like to, to pay them for like 50 bucks, 60 bucks for that shirt. And, and you can find them outside the stadium for like three bucks or four bucks, for example. I mean, it was a very disappointing thing about the merch because for example, when I see the stadium tour in June, uh, the merchandising of Motley Crue and Def Leppard and Poison was really amazing. Yeah. So that 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 you see the shirts, for example, and you said uh, fifty bucks is a little bit high, but I will pay them because they are so cool. Mm-hmm. But here in 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 Colombia was not a very good uh, stuff. Anything like, for example, like a bandana axles, bandana like forty bucks, thirty five bucks. Anyway, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's no. not worth that. But um, I know who's doing the lithograph. For example, for every show in South America, but here in Bogota was uh, was uh, uh, per night each lithography per night, and was like a very big poster. I think Del James posted on Twitter, and you can see the full poster uh, uh, of the two shows here in Colombia. It was very very good. I know that our friend Arian Bueller has done a few of them. Uh, I'm just trying. I'm looking at. I'm looking at litherati.com. I don't know if you're aware of this website. No. What's that? You can see the old lithograph, I think. It's every lithograph ever. And it's just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just scrolling down live. I wish I had a... I'm going to keep saying I wish I had a producer until I get one. Come on, man. All right. I'm not going to find it here. That that was a big failure. Because I want to see if... Yeah. Come on. I can freaking find this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just stall them, Nicholas. No, while I'm looking this up, uh, what is the best piece of Guns N' Roses memorabilia that you do have? Well, uh, I mean, there's a lot of memories I have. One of, uh, I can recall, um, it's maybe related with the Chinese Democracy LP or vinyl that you have that's behind you. Because I have a, a very fun fact. Um, in the in the 2016 show in Medellin, Colombia, they played Catcher in the Rye uh, live. Okay. And and for me, as a, as a very Guns N' Roses, very huge fan of Guns N' Roses, was like a dream listening to Catcher in the Rye, because I don't know if they play that song too often in in the not in this lifetime tour, for example. Um, so uh, yeah. I, when I was a little kid doing tattoos, for example, and and for example, here in, in Bogota, trying to buy cities, for example, 
the usual lotions, CDs, um, for example, the spaghetti incident, vinyl or CD in, in Bogota was extremely impossible to, to, that's one that I have missing, the spaghetti incident album. Okay. I didn't catch the, the CD or the vinyl. It's very, he, he, it's very complicated to you to buy here vinyls in Bogota. Uh, it's more easy that you can find in, in America, right? Uh, but maybe it's, it's because I like music and I try to collect vinyls, for example. But um, memorabilia about about the shows or maybe to see them again, slash and stuff for the first time and playing it so easy, for example. Oh yeah, uh, I reminded. I have to tell you that one fact of the of the previous show this year. It's like they don't use pyro in in the shows, and I think they don't use pyro in any of South American show no. as I can recall. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if you if you got the reason. But in the not in this life and tour, they used it, and they use it a lot. I think because it was a few episodes ago, we had Pyro Pete on, who did all the pyro on the Use Your Illusion tour, and we spoke a little bit about their the current show, what he thinks about it. And I believe yeah. it's cost effective when they started doing the shows in Vegas that way and kind of oh, see, yeah. and seeing all the stuff, the imagery you can come up with in the background, mm -hmm. which is cool. It is cool, but I think it's, you know, it's safer. I think it's cost effective. <laughs> so I don't know. I yeah. mean, that's my perspective of it. And by the way, I did find it on litherati.com. It is not Arian Bueller, the artist. It's Anderson Green yeah. Devil. And yeah, it's it's cool where it's it's two. Like it's one of those where I like where they did it in Los Angeles. I think even in New York, if you look over my left shoulder, uh, it's yep. one of the shows from their New York City uh, MSG run. It's the Gangs of and New York. You buy it there. I yeah. did buy it there. So only 50 bucks. Only 50 bucks. Like as opposed to the up price that every fan uh does so okay uh and the other nights were were slash and duff separately all gangs in new york so here are there, there are two okay. separate ones where one is the the red robot attacking or the red monster i should say attacking the the robot that i have tattooed on me now and it, yeah and and i don't know the appetite for destruction robot yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and it looks like behind him i don't know what's it's it's burning gold it's like kind of like a, it's like a burning city of gold almost and and, yeah. the, and and the first night, um, maybe it's a field because it looks like they're just outside in this Aztec-y kind of place, and you know skeletons of of, of Duff Axel and Slash, uh, Duff wearing the Not in Today Satan shirt, and uh, yeah. Axel wearing the Kill Your Idols Jesus shirt, which he no longer Classic. wears, <laughs> which because he, would he be canceled? I don't know. Yeah, uh, but, immediately in social media. <laughs> yeah, but there. Awesome, awesome uh, lithographs, but I, I understand that if you get there and there's, they're sold out. Uh, it's carrying around something the entire show. That's not easy to, to, you know, it's not like a t-shirt where you can just shove in your pocket if you don't or to put it on or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I only have the two. I, yeah, I only have the no, no. I have more than that. I forget. I, they're not all more put not. up. I have yeah. uh, the Hawaii one that I bought. I bought from Arian Bueller. The, uh, okay. the artist, uh, he I, it was expensive, but he still gave me a deal on it and and, uh, and autographed it. It was still expensive. I'm not gonna act it's like it's autographed. Yeah, it's uh, here. Arian Bueller. Oh, you can't see it here, but yeah, it's autographed. Oh, very cool. Man. And uh, also, also, I have to say to you, um, mm -hmm. here in Bogota, it's a very rainy city. So if you buy the lithograph and you get out of the stadium and start to rain. Oh, oh man! Oh yeah, fifty back to the trash can. Oh you're, yeah, you're you're done. And I and shame on me if I forget. But our listener fan Eric from Ohio, he sent me a lithograph from Fargo, and that's the one that looks like is it rolled up? Yeah, I think it's rolled up right now. But it looks like it's the wood yeah. chipper scene from a Fargo movie, which was an awesome lithograph. And he was kind enough just to send it to me without even asking. So thanks again, uh, Eric, <laughs> for that. Uh, awesome, man. This is a uh, really, I, I really enjoyed talking to you, Nicholas. So yeah, I would, did you enjoy night one, night two, uh, more with it was the whole experience just over, fun overall. Uh, what would you say about the whole experience of you seeing Guns N' Roses in, uh, uh Bogota, Colombia? Yeah, it was a really, a very good experience. It's, it's not a 
good show. It's a very good experience for me as a Guns N' Roses fans. Um, Pen, I mean, uh, I would recommend to you, CM, anytime you can see. I, I just bought the two dates uh, because uh, I like, as I mentioned, you. I have to do. I have to uh, experience in a, in a very different perspective. Uh, the, the set list, the show uh, was exactly the same as as I told you. I want to see Axel's. Uh, voice performance uh, during both shows. Um, mentioned you the altitude here in Bogota, but uh, it was perfect for me. I mean, if, if there's a, a third or four night here in Bogota, I will buy. I will pay the tickets again. Mm. I don't mind because I, I, lo I love. I really love Guns N' Roses, and I and I hope they uh, start anytime soon doing uh, something like an album or like that. Because I still I still hear the records um, and like the first time I hear um, you know uh, songs like for example Coma or uh, you know November Rain here in life it, it was very good um, but I really want to hear them playing songs they never played uh, in a very long time for example Locomotive they played um, I don't know like a few years ago but they haven't played for a little while. For a long while, I mean, sure. uh, locomotive for ex for example, um, as we talk about the acoustic show idea, for example, you're in the first. It will be a very, very, very cool song to play and to hear. Yeah, I shared that. I saw it on on Facebook, and I shared it from the video. So the Facebook is uh, the credits given on Facebook, but it was the video of the of you you went the first from the 1993. Yeah. A concert in Saskatchewan, Canada, and just a great yeah. performance of it. And you're right; yeah. I had the same thought. And it's kind of bouncing off what we were talking about with Wichita Lineman and Blackbird, the acoustics of it. And that would just be a great sing-along song to have. The you know, it's interesting. Yeah, it's an Izzy song, and Izzy's not. But maybe it would be a great tune to bring him back on for a show. I, I we still all hope for a one-off like that, or we hope that Steven Adler comes back for a one-off. You know, so there's there's a lot of things up in the air. I just think for, for fans like us, I, I, I'm i sorry, I, I will group my 39-year-old 30, self with a 24-year-old now. I, <laughs> yeah. I have to take what I can get because I did not experience this band in its heyday like that. So listening yeah. to the shows or what's been released just a little that's been released so far for the upcoming box set, you know, Nicholas and I did not experience that guns N' roses. Uh, we yeah. really wish we did. And that's what kind of what made us fans. And now we're experiencing this, uh, this great, you know, uh, evolution of guns N' roses for sure. But yeah, I mean, that, not the dangerous, for, I guess for the better, because your, yeah. mo your mom doesn't need to worry anymore. Right, so that's yeah. <laughs> that's the Not best anymore. part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the best part of it all. So, uh, Nicholas, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and, and more so for reaching out for wanting to do this uh, this fan review. That means a lot. Uh, so, uh, any other uh, GNR things I didn't ask you? Anything about your fandom that you make sure you want to get out there? Since you don't have any, it seems like you have no Guns N' Roses friends. Anything you want to make sure you get off your your chest uh, while I have you? Uh yeah, no, no. Just first of all, thanks, thanks to you, Brandon, for ha for having me. I mean, talking about Guns N' Roses and talking about my city and have the opportunity to bring this experience and bring my opinion to to the audience who probably may not know about Colombia or South American countries, and and to share them that yep, Colombian South American countries uh, are part of Guns N' Roses history uh, right now. And it's a very cool thing to to share with you and the audience uh, that that kind of things that uh, makes us together as as Guns N' Roses fans uh, to to share with you my my thoughts about the the two shows and, and gathering around with with the ideas and and stuff and, and materials that Guns N' Roses have. So Brenda, thank you, thank you so much, and maybe you have the opportunity to to come here to to Colombia. Uh, not also to to experience any rock and roll show to, to visit uh, my country. 
but I recommend to you, Argentina, if you are going to experience a rock concert. <laughs> Maybe it's a, a kind of unsafe, as you can see in the videos. <laughs> Maybe you can experience a little bit of the same as America. You can be sit here and and experience the show. Uh, but yeah, it will be very, very uh, cool if you came here to visit Colombia anytime. I know my my wife is, and I, I appreciate one of the things I love about her is that she's pushing me to travel more, and she already has, because she's already seeing, uh, I don't know, for the third or fourth time, Dave Matthews in Mexico in a few weeks. So I know that's not quite the same, but she will travel anywhere. You know, she goes from <laughs> East Coast to West Coast all the time for Dave it's, So and I, I asked <laughs> yeah. this question on, on Twitter today, you know, how many countries have you seen Guns N' Roses in? And... For me, just the U.S. And, and Canada. Yeah, there have been a, few, a handful of cities here in the U.S. But, yeah, to be able to experience Guns N' Roses in another country and, yeah, to experience the culture, too. It's I don't want to be always surrounded by fire you know, fire trucks here yeah. in Queens all the time. There's a, a big world out there, and the fact that the Guns N' Roses is a, is a common thread. That's the thread we're following. So any of yeah. these... I, I call them, you know, fan obsessions. I think early on in the podcast where some, I would have a fan on and talk about them just being a Guns N' Roses fan. So, yeah, that's... I think this is a little bit more when we do these fan reviews, especially in other countries. So they definitely deserve an entire dedica episode dedicated to them. So if you want to be just like Nicholas, if you want to come on and talk about your experience with Guns N' Roses in your city, in your country... You can either hit me up on Twitter at the AFD podcast, uh, Facebook slash the AFD show. It's email, the AFD podcast uh, at gmail.com. Uh, anywhere, I think. Anywhere you can see us. If you see, if you just want to comment on, on YouTube, on Instagram, anywhere you, you see me post or you're, how you're listening to this episode, I'll read, I'll read the comment, reach out, and, uh, and we'll have some fun. All right? So that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it. I don't know if soon as the word. Thanks to the lame ass security, I'm going home. <laughs>